encounter of Yosef and his brothers and how um, they are accused by Yosef of, as being spies and how the brothers are um, really like in a state of turmoil. What, what are they going to do now? They're accusing them of being spies and he, he constantly uh, tries to show how there's, there's holes in, the, in, in, in their story and that, that they're lying. And at one point, Yosef um, arrests them all. Uh, well, Yosef says, one of you should go bring your other brother, Benjamin, and uh, meanwhile, we're going to arrest you all. Then Yosef only arrests, um, uh, he says, arrest, arrest, one of you should go to back to get Benjamin, I'm gonna arrest the rest of you, until he comes back. Then Yosef puts them all in jail for three days, and he changes his mind. He says, one of you is going to go back to Gepin Yamin. Sorry, all of you can go back to Gepin Yamin. I'm going, to, I'm going to arrest one of you. I'm going to arrest Shimon. So the question is, you read the story on the surface, I think there's a way the secular world sees the story, is that Yosef was trying to get back at them. I think there's a, a Havdil, there's, there's a novel based upon the story of Yosef. We're talking about? About, about some guy who has hurt the others and tries to use his power to to uh, get back at them. Abdul. Anyways, a famous famous like like a Dick Dickens novel. You know what I'm about? Whatever. Who cares? Either way. So, so the question is, why would Yosef do this? Why would Yosef cause his brothers such pain? On the surface, we look, the Yosef is the is the we, we hold up Yosef as a pedestal of the way a brother is supposed to treat a brother and the way we want God to treat us. In Song of Songs, we say to God, we wish you could be, treat us like a brother. The commentaries say, which brother? Like Yosef treated his brothers. They heard him, they sold him. And despite the fact that they heard him, they sold him, Yosef still fed them and their families. So we're asking you, God, to be kind to us. So that's true. But there was a part before where Yosef did cause pain to them. And the question is, what was the point of causing them pain? Why would Yosef do that? So there are two explanations brought. One explanation is that Yosef wanted to give them a kapara. He wanted to give them an atonement for their sins. He didn't want them to have the atonement in the afterlife. He wanted them to have, have atonement here. It says in Tanya, chapter 12 in Yosef Shuva, the author writes that that Iyuf, Achman al-Tzlan, who experienced pain that we can't even imagine, Nachmanides says that all the pain of his life of 70 years can't compare to the pain in Gehenim for even an hour. That's the show. So the author says that when you have pain in this world, it takes away so much of the pain of the world to come. He says, uh, just like when in order for the sun, in order for your shadow to move a foot, the sun has to move thousands of miles, so how much more so um, when there's a slight thing done in this world, the impact it has in heaven. Uh, the slight pain in this world, says Al-Tarebbe, could should cause us to have such joy because specifically through this pain, there is a, a cleansing of the soul in an amazing way. And so to Yosef wanted to cause an atonement for his brothers. That's one explanation. Another explanation is, is that Yosef wanted his brothers to do Teshuvah. He wanted them to return to Hashem. So he, he orchestrated this whole scenario where they are not knowing what's going on, and they're confused, and so they should turn to Hashem, and they should regret what they did, now, and it worked. That's why the Klyakar says, at first he said, one of you should go back 
to get Binyamin. Who was the one that should go back to get Binyamin? He wanted the one to go to be Ruvain. Ruvain wasn't present and Yosef was sold. Reuven wasn't around in the actual moment when he was sold. Reuven was planning to save Yosef from the pit. And because he wasn't present, so the brothers should think, oh, why, why is he the only guy not in jail? Because he was the one who wasn't present by the sale. He was better than us. They should think, oh, we have to chew, we did something wrong. That's also the reason why, um, subsequent to this, he arrested only Shimon. Why he arrested Shimon? Because Shimon was the one who announced, before Yosef arrived, they saw Yosef from a distance, Shimon announced, oh, the dreamer is coming. And so he was the one who instigated the wholesale. So therefore, Yosef wanted them to realize that this wasn't happening by itself, and that there was something that Shimon specifically had to atone for. So that's why he arrested Shimon, and he was going to, and originally he wanted Reuven to go to get Benyamin. It was all in order to give them the message that this wasn't happening by itself. This was part of, this was, this was because of what they had done wrong. So, so that's our request from Hashem, that we ask Hashem that we have done the wrong things to Hashem. We ask Hashem that He should, she should take care of us, but not just take care of us as well as Yosef did. Yosef isn't Hashem. Hashem is Kol Yochel. Hashem could do anything. So we ask Hashem to, to give us, He could inspire us to do Teshuva without uh, any pain. He could, he could cleanse us also without any pain. As we always pray every day before we go to sleep, we ask Hashem, may be your will that uh, I never sin again. And whatever I've sinned, whatever I've done wrong, you should erase with the great mercy, without pain, without sickness. So, uh, but Yosef, he doesn't have that ability. So therefore, Yosef had to cause them pain in order to, to bring them to the Shur. That's what it says in Sefarah. So, so on the surface, relationship between Yosef and Hashem in this, in this, uh, in this idea is that um, we do wrong things, and Hashem forgive, should forgive us, like Yosef gave his brothers, and Yosef acted kindly to his brothers. But it goes, the, the parable goes deeper. It's not just that we've done wrong things to Hashem, and, and, and Yosef, um, and, and, the, and the brothers did wrong things to Yosef, and he forgave them. It's also the kind of thing we do to Hashem is similar to the kind of thing that the brothers did to Yosef. How is it similar? It says in, in uh, Nachmanides, on the verse, when the brothers were regretting the sale, they, were, they were, didn't know what to do, they saw Yosef accusing them of being spies. It says in the Torah that they regretted what happened, and they said, we're guilty. And what were the words they used to express their guilt? He begged us. He turned to us and he begged us. We didn't listen to him. Shalachmanides says, throwing him in the pit and selling him isn't as bad as standing there and listening to him beg to go out of the pit Brother saying, your brother saying, dude, please, what are you doing to me? And and for them to ignore that, Achmanu says, is a is, exhibits a far greater cruelty than just selling him. In a similar way, it says like this: the neshama is a part of God. The neshama comes from a igraram, it goes from a high place, a high roof, to a deep pit. Why does neshama go to such a low place? It's here for a purpose to cause we go to a higher. You read it, Sarah they descend into the purpose of going to a higher place. That's a mission to do here. But if I am not doing my mission, even if I'm not doing an affair, I'm not doing something wrong, I'm just not doing my mission. 
besides the fact that I'm not doing my, my mission of rebelling against God, but forget about the rebelling against God. I mean, it, 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 it's not really possible to not do your mission and not go, not, not, not do an aver, not do anything wrong, because that, that's always something wrong, because Hashem is, 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 is entrusting you with the mission every moment of your life. So if you're not doing your mission, you're rebelling against Hashem, but forget the rebelling on Just the fact that you're not doing anything, forget it. Let's, let's imagine that Hashem didn't have something to ask from us every moment of our life, so we weren't always on a mission. The very fact that you're here in the world and you're not doing your mission, what that means is, is that your soul is in prison, your soul is in a deep pit, and there's no purpose. And your soul turns to you and says, come on, take me out of this pit, I don't want to be here. Why, why am I, what am I doing here? And the soul is saying, come on, there's a mission here. We're not here for no reason, we're here to do something. So when we ignore the voice of our neshamas, ignore the voice of our soul, who's begging us, ignore the voice of Hashem, it says in the Torah, the Song of Songs, the voice of my beloved knocks on the door, the voice of my beloved says, open up for me, um, my, my bride, my dove, my sister. So when we hear God's voice saying, please open up for me, and we don't say, ah, no, I'll talk to you later. So that's similar to throwing, um, throwing Yosef in the pit, throwing the soul in the pit. We're, we're, we're taking our soul, and we're, uh, and we're ignoring the cry of the soul. Come on, help me out. I, 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 what, what am I doing in this world? So, so this is our request of Hashem, despite that. Nevertheless, you should be do kindness to us like Yosef did to his brothers. And uh, not only, and Joseph, Joseph did not have any, any, any hint of hatred or, or gr- didn't bear a grudge to them. And again, the only reason he, he caused them pain is the two reasons brought in, in this farm, either to inspire them to do tshuva or to, cause, to, to, to cleanse their sins, their souls. But you, God, are, are, can do anything. So we ask God, not just you should do kindness to us, but, um, but more, you should, um, you should inspire us to do teshuva and you should cleanse us without any pain. Not like, even more than yours. So that's, that's the simple um, uh, understanding of, of the story of Yosef and how, how it relates to us. But there's another point here, which I think is very relevant today, day before Hanukkah, Chaim, Chaim. Today is a day when the Jews came back to the temple and they're looking for the crucible of oil. It's a guy like you. I knew where everything was. I knew where the cups were, I knew where the coffee was. Actually, I know where the coffee is. There's a bag of coffee over there, I and mean, you haven't touched it, you know that, right? There's a bag of coffee in the small kitchen. There's a whole big bag of coffee. Yeah. Anyways, so, um, so, so they found the crucible oil. So Chassidah says, finding the crucible oil means discovering the purity and the innocence and the holiness that you have inside of us. That's what we're supposed to do today. And we see in the story of Yosef another part which really uh, underscores this. It says in um, the Torah later on in Parshish Bayechi that the brothers of Yosef suspected Yosef of bearing a grudge. They thought that after Yaakov passed away that he was going to be mean to them and that he, he uh, wasn't going to, he only was nice to them because Yaakov was alive. And uh, they and it came before me, and Yosef said to them a few things. He says, you, you thought to do evil to me, but God thought to do good to me. It wasn't you who sent me to Egypt, it was God. And God has sent me, it's been two years, and God has sent me here to cause a great salvation. It says in the, that's what it says in the Torah. The word the Torah says is, that the, uh, the headline of Yosef's sentences to his brothers is, He comforted them. The meaning of comfort 
in, in Judaism is a movement, a paradigm shift from one extreme to another. A total, uh, a total change in the way you thought before to a new perspective, a new understanding of what, what's going on. On the surface, yeah. For you. The guy, the guy you're talking to. When you comfort someone, you're giving them, you're able, you're enabling them to have a whole different perspective of what they had before. When you comfort someone, you're allowing them to have a whole different, different understanding of what's going on. That's what comfort means. So, when Yosef went to Egypt, and the purpose, the, the, why did he go to Egypt? So it says in the Zohar that the, it's not really possible that Yosef's brothers would have done this. How did they end up sending him to, to Egypt? How did they end up selling him to slavery? The Zohar says, God caused, caused all this. This is not something that, that Yosef's brothers could have done. It wasn't something that, 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 that fits their character at all. They would never have thought of such a thing. God called, caused this. Why did God cause this? See, God caused this in order to, first of all, for Yosef to sustain the Jewish people during, this, during the time of hunger. But more, the purpose of this was in order to, um, in order to um, allow us, when we came to Egypt, to have an easier time in Egypt. It says that the reason we were sent to Egypt wasn't uh, for any other reason but to elevate the sparks of Egypt. Before getting the Torah, we had to elevate all the sparks that were in Egypt. When Hashem created the world, it says that uh, there was a spirit of Hashem hovering over the waters. So the word hovering, merachefes, made up of two words. Rapach meis, 288 died. In Judaism, death doesn't mean that something ends. Death means that the light, light leaves the vessel. So when it says that 288 died, what it means is, is that when Hashem created the world, there was a world of chaos, the world of Tayyip, where the lights were, were stronger than the vessels, and the vessels shattered. So this gives the analogy of, of, a, of a word. You have a word that has a few letters, let's say the word baruch, the word bless. So that word contains an idea, has a light in the word. When you take that word, and you separate the letters, so now the light dis- disappears. It doesn't have, have that message anymore. But there's still something that's left, because since it once contained this, this, this message, so there's something still there. So imagine if you take the word Baruch and you cut it up and put it in a blender, you cut it up in a million pieces. So, so, so there's, in each of these shards of the original light, there's something there, the sparks. So all of the physical things in this world are emanate from those 288 sparks, that they're, they're divided, from there into millions and millions and millions of pieces, billions, trillions. So, it says merachefes. Merachefes means hovering. It also means two hundred eighty-eight died. Rapach So, so when the Jews were in Egypt, it says erev rav They left Egypt with the erev rav with a mixed multitude of people that wanted to join them. The word rav. Um, is equal to 202 because there were 202 sparks they elevated out of Egypt. There were, they, there's 86 sparks left since then that were needed to be elevated. Again, these are 86 mother sparks that form many, many other sparks. This is just, we're talking about in the, in the, in the higher world, that, that's the number. But then as, as the worlds go from just like 600,000 souls that left Egypt, but there are millions and millions of Jews. 
because in the source, that silos, there are 600,000 mother souls, but then there, as the souls go from world to world, they're divided many, many more. Anyway, so, so the purpose of Yosef going into Egypt and him, um, and him uh, being the viceroy and sustaining the world wasn't only just to feed the Jewish people. It was also to make it easier for us to elevate the sparks that were in Egypt. By, by him being there first and him getting control of all the wealth of Egypt, he made it a lot easier for us to elevate the sparks. So the original exile was supposed to be for 400 years. The reason it was only for 210 years is because Yosef elevated all the sparks. So that's what Yosef told his brothers. The Zohar says that Yo, Yo, the reason Yosef was there wasn't just to, because um, they sold him. He had a mission to accomplish it. And the mission was not just, again, to, to, to just to feed the world, but to, but to help make it easier for them, make it easier for the Jewish people. The truth is, it's not just the Zohar that says this. It's also in this past parasha, in parasha Vayishim, in, in the Gemara and Rashi, it says that Yaakov sent Yosef me'emek chevron from the valley of chevron. And Rashi explains, it doesn't just mean the valley of chevron, it means from the plan, the, the, the um, hidden plan of the one who was buried in chevron. Who is that? That's Avram Avinu. Hashem made a promise to Avram Avinu, your children will be strangers in a strange land, and then they'll come out with great wealth. So to fulfill this, that's why Yaakov sent Yosef to his brothers. Not, no, not the brothers didn't know, and no one, but that was part of the plan. This is the plan of Hashem to uh, cause it to be a lot, things make things a lot easier. So Yosef told all this to his brothers. He said to them, you shouldn't feel bad. You shouldn't feel bad at what you've done. Because what you've done is actually caused it to be something much greater, something much better. You've made it easier for everyone because you've done this. This is the plan of Hashem. In a similar way, we ask Hashem to treat us like a brother, treat us like Yosef. What do we ask? We're asking Hashem that not only He should forgive us for our sins, and not only He should give us all good, but He should comfort us. How should He comfort us? He should show us the point of why we fell in the first place. Even when we fall, even when we make a mistake with our own volition, it's also being guided by Hashem's hand. There's also a purpose in it. Gemara says that when a person does an Avera and later does Teshuva, the Avera turns into a Mitzvah. says in Tanya, Hathar asks in chapter 7, why is it that the Avera turns into a Mitzvah? The fact that, that, that Hashem forgives you for the Avera, we understand. You, you did something wrong, you regretted it, you should be forgiven. But why is it a Mitzvah? Why does it become a positive thing? You chew out of love, the Gemara says, your Avera turns into a Mitzvah. So Altev says, Ad, until now your soul was like a person who was in the desert, in a place where there's no water, and because of the mistake that you made, you feel that incredible yearning on your close to Hashem. You feel like you're in the desert because, because of the mistake. So without the mistake, you wouldn't have this cheliyatir. About Shuvah has an incredible power, incredible force. In the service of Hashem, that a tzaddik, someone who hasn't experienced this kind of mistake, doesn't have this yearning. So, what makes the yearning of the Jew greater is the sin itself. And that's why the sin turns into a mitzvah, because the sin became a positive force. And that's what we're asking. That's, that, that's what Yosef told his brothers. First of all, Hashem sent me here to give you food. Then he asked something. It's not just to give you food, it's to be a great salvation, to make the exile easier. On the surface, Joseph going to Egypt caused the exile. He said, no, that's not the real story. The real story is that my going to Egypt was about making the exile easier. 
and enabling all the Jewish people to be saved. And that was Hashem's plan. He showed them the purpose of why this happened. And of course, that comforted them, knowing that what they did was actually ended up being a good thing. So to our request of Hashem is that He should show us the purpose of our sins. He should show us, He should help us reveal that the whole purpose of our failures, the whole purpose of our making mistakes, is in order to achieve a deep relationship with Hashem. Hashem should show us that even when it looks like that, that we're going way off and all these kinds of things that are, but it's really about something deeper. It's about us being closer to Hashem. Just like Joseph's brothers, they couldn't have done this, as Zohar says. Why did they do it? Because God caused this. So to a similar way, even though we are making a mistake of our own volition, but it's also in a, a guided by Hashem's hand for to give life, to have the salvation, to have to shoot. And that's what we need to focus on today, the day before Hanukkah, to find a pure crucible oil, not to say to ourselves, I do this mistake, I do that mistake, this is who I am. No, you have a crucible oil. Hashem allows us to find the crucible oil, which maybe is about finding the purpose of why all these things have happened in the first place. Why was there darkness in the first place? Why did I not have the crucible oil before? Where was it? What was going on? It was in order to, to summon this deep, deep closeness and yearning and attachment to Abish. Chaim Chaim Rach. Thank you, bro.